This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I want to spend a bit of time here on um, a recent police operation right across the country, and you've been hearing about it on the news. It was called Operation Northern Spotlight, and Detective Paul Ribner is with the uh, Calgary Police Service Counter Exploitation Unit. He joins us today. Hello, Detective Ribner. Hello. How do you define Operation Northern Spotlight? Very simply, it was a, uh, a nationwide uh, collaboration between uh, law enforcement um, involving approximately 40 separate police agencies with the view towards identifying and offering assistance to adults involved in the sex trade. Is this where you also then find out if they're there against their will and maybe deep down it's a problem of human trafficking? That's right. I mean, our our hope is that um, we can identify um, victims, whether it's um, of exploitation or of uh, human trafficking, and then offer them a way out of that particular situation. It's been our experience that uh, human trafficking victims uh, rarely, if ever, self-identify, so it's only through operations uh, like this and, and others where we're able to identify, you know, key far- factors and markers that uh, help us uh, potentially identify those types of victims. Uh, Paul, you're with the counter-exploitation unit. Did It used to be called VICE. That's right, yeah. Right, it, was so. a, it was a recent change, and it's just, I think it's more reflective of the type of work we do and the populations that we deal with. Well, I'm glad you said that because you, you've probably been at this game for a while because many years ago, if you were in VICE unit and you were trying to get to the people who were plying their trade on the streets, you went to the streets. Things have changed a lot, haven't they? The Internet has really changed the uh, face of prostitution, not just in Calgary, but uh, really in North America. Um, It makes the location and the identification of potential victims uh, a lot more challenging, which means law enforcement has to be just a bit more creative in our efforts to locate these victims who might not, you know, understand really that they're being victimized at the time. So how do you go about connecting with them then? Well, through a variety of means um, and... The important part is that when we do connect with them, they understand, first of all, that they're not in trouble, and secondly, that there are options um, to uh, their particular situation that don't necessarily involve uh, the sale of sex to to strangers. There's a number of different agencies within Calgary and with other, within other communities in the country that exist solely for the purpose of helping women exit the sex trade, and the federal government has even helped with... Um, providing funding for police agencies and and NGOs as part of the prostitution exit initiative where we can um, we've got actual dollars and cents to try to help victims at the time and when you say you want to be clear with them that they're not in trouble just uh, be clear with my audience what the the actual charges are because things have changed when it comes to prostitution and those who buy the services of prostitutes that's right. Um, with the Bedford decision and Bill C-36, um, the most the simple way to describe it is that uh, uh, sale of sex is not criminalized, but the purchase of sex is. So we're when we do lay charges, we're targeting the sex trade consumer. Are you able to get to that sex trade consumer if you're really also working with the sex trade workers to try to convince them to get off the street? Those are really two separate um, investigations yeah. and uh, um, certainly certainly different populations that we were trying to, to target and make contact with. Uh, that's not to say that, you know, when we do make 
contact with a sex trade worker who wants to get out and and perhaps she wants to participate in a uh, criminal investigation regarding somebody that was uh, involved in the exploitation of her and or others, then we would certainly, um, you know, work with her from that regard. Well, the thing that was most troubling, as you say, they don't get into trouble, but what I found troubling in the uh, story in the National Post is some of the stories you heard in your investigation in the operation as to why women and men sometimes have to turn to this line of work, so to speak. What were you hearing? Well, for the first time, I encountered somebody who said that they got involved in the sex trade due to um, the economic factors in the province. And this woman specifically, and she was the exception, I think, rather than the rule, but she told us that, um, you know, she had lost her job and, and her family thought that they could survive for a period of time with the husband's job, and then two weeks later, he lost his job. Uh, she said, you know, they had a mortgage to pay, the kids needed to be cared for, um, they didn't want to go to a shelter, they didn't want to be homeless, and, and this was how she thought she could help contribute to make sure that uh, none of those things happened. I'm so glad you said it's the exception rather than the rule. That that must have been incredible to hear someone have to share that story, and only because I'm a bit of a cynic, you believed her. Right. I mean, I, I you, you've been played by people before, and I think you're probably pretty your BS meter is probably higher than mine. So this you felt was a legitimate story. I, I did. And uh, so did the, I mean, I wasn't the only person in that room. There were several police officers and actually there was a, um, a member of the media with us as well. And all of us were were taken aback. I mean, jaws physically dropped uh, when she came out with that, because, as I said, that's the first time we'd heard anybody attribute her situation to um, the economics of of the province but that's also not to say that it's it's strictly an Alberta issue I mean 20% of the women that we encountered uh, were from Ontario and East and when we talked to them um, they were telling us that you know despite the economy in Alberta they could still make two to three times more here than they could back home so how do you convince them to get off the street, especially when they're able to make a lot of money and this isn't a great economic situation where you can quit that and get another job that pays as well? Well, that's the challenge. Um, the lure of the money is is very strong and it really is a question of you know being in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. for the right person. Um, you know, they just have to be ready to accept help because at the end of the day, they're adults. Um, certainly, we've got other options when dealing with youth, but when we're dealing with adults, they have the, the ability to make decisions for themselves, but sometimes they, they make decisions not knowing that they have options. And it's really our job is to make sure that they know they've got options and they don't need to be um, doing this um, yeah. for that reason. Yeah. Paul, I just got a few more questions. Can I just put you on hold and take a quick break here? Certainly. Detective Rubner joining us from the uh, Calgary Police Service's Counter-Exploitation Unit. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. Back after this. Detective Paul Rubner is with the uh, Calgary Police Service Counter-Exploitation Unit involved in uh, Operation Northern Spotlight. And as Detective Rubner was saying, it really is just an opportunity for law enforcement right across the country just to get information on the men and the women who are in this. And it is a high-risk job for sure but paul to be clear after the ruling as you said that did mean prostitution is legal correct or is this where it gets a little okay it it does it does get a little um little gray there um essentially as it's been explained to me and as i understand it um 
the sale is not criminalized, but the purchase is, and and you know that's for legal yes. experts to to I think better define than I can. But as far as law enforcement, you you want to make sure these people, men and women, I don't want to just always say women, know that they are in a high risk trade. Certainly, that's one of the first um, conversations that we have with them. That um, you know they come to the the room expecting to meet a date and instead they um, meet several police officers and one of the first things we tell them is that first of all they're in no trouble but we're doing this because of the inherent uh, risks of the lifestyle that they're in Um, and the way that uh, picture sometimes gets painted for them is that look at tonight you came to a hotel room and you opened the door to a guy with a gun he just happened to be a good guy this time but next time it might not be the trouble is, is sometimes if they leave that room, they're going to a guy with a gun. And I'm talking about the the people behind the women who are on the streets. They, they usually are there because of violence, drugs. How do you actually say that there is a better life for you? Because they're probably feeling threatened either way. Well, and again, that's one of the challenges. And as I said, it, we have to... We, we try to talk to as many women as possible because it really is hit and miss in in the fact that we need to be able to talk to the person at that exact point in his or her life where they don't see any other options and maybe um, cooperating and accepting help is now it seems like a viable option to them because up until then it's not been the case. And at the end of the day, as I said, when you're dealing with adults, it's a, it's a completely... Um, uh, it's completely up to them as to whether or not they want to accept help. So our timing is critical um, when we offer that help. Paul, is there much of a success rate? I don't even know how you could put a percentage on this, but how would you define success? Well, I, I don't know that I could put a percentage on it, yeah. but you know, in speaking with the other officers involved and, and speaking with different social agencies that deal with this population, if we can you know get one woman um, some help and, and get her off the street, get a, get her out of an exploitive lifestyle. I consider that a success, and and you know if we get more than that, then we just multiply our success. Since that Supreme Court ruling that changed the rules around it, as far as selling is okay, buying isn't. Have we have we seen any change in the the sex trade industry? Have officers been successful in going after the people who actually buy this product i think we continue to have success in targeting the consumer uh the secretary defender um again with the changes in legislation it's just made law enforcement have to be a bit more creative but uh, that's a challenge that we're up to and and in calgary i can i can certainly say we've had continued success in that regard yeah uh paul thanks so much for your time today well, thanks for bringing this to uh, the attention of not only the city, but the province as well. Yeah, no kidding. Detective Paul Ribner, he is with the Calgary Police Service Counter Exploitation Unit. And, and I'm, I'm glad he said that that one woman who admitted that she had lost her job, then her husband lost her job, and they had bills to pay, they didn't want to go to a shelter, and so she turns to the sex trade industry? I want to hear from you, 403-974-8255. And I'm not sitting in judgment of this person because I can't imagine having facing that, but I would like to think that there are other safety nets out there that I wouldn't have to actually then say, you know, the only thing I think I can do is be an escort. 
I think it's it's troubling because obviously when you get into that, and there's as I said at the beginning, there's lots of different reasons why people, men and women, do it. There's, you know, money is the least probably, and then it's you know probably on the top there. There's some addiction issues. So I want to hear from you, 403-974-8255. One person says, what a waste of tax dollars. And that is the actual Operation Northern Spotlight. And and we have heard part of this massive cross-country operation is they do want to get to the people who are responsible for... The, the keeping girls and guys as sex slaves and that they see no way out. And as Paul said, maybe if they get that one person who is relieved to say, finally, I need some help here. Um, so I, I can understand that. So I wouldn't completely agree with a waste of tax dollars. Uh, another person here says, hey, Ange, a German friend told me a story about his wife. Brothels are legal in Germany and his wife was out of work. You know how when you're on EI, you get a list of jobs you can apply for. Well, she was offered from the government to go to work in the brothel, since according to their judgment, it is a legal occupation. Crazy, huh? She did decline. Yes, I would agree. That is crazy. I've got a few phone calls to get to. 403-974-8255. Just your thoughts on this and um, maybe how tragic it is that you would have to actually turn to that kind of a life to be able to pay the bills. But first, let's check traffic, helicopter traffic, brought to you by Truman. Escape the concrete jungle, discover 1741. Register now at liveat1741.com. Live better, live Truman. Got some backups right now in the southwest. There's a collision at the intersection of Richard Road and Mount Royal Gate, and we've got some delays on Crowchild Trail uh, just east of that stretch. Southbound from Glenmore Trail to 33rd Avenue and northbound from Memorial Drive down to 17th Avenue in the southwest. It's the Otrevin Report for congested commuters. Did you know Otrevin medicated nasal spray starts to unblock your nose within minutes and moisturizes? Use Otrevin medicated nasal spray and experience better breathing. For the News Talk 770 Traffic Helicopter. I'm Chris Duchesne. Good afternoon. I'm Jared Wielden in the News Talk 770 Traffic Center. Northbound on Deerfoot Trail, not looking too bad, but you are dealing with a little bit of volume between 32nd Avenue and 64th Avenue in the northeast. Southbound Deerfoot Trail looking a fair bit slower with delays on the approach to Glenmore Trail, and that stays pretty heavy until you get down towards the Anderson exit. If you see anything on the roads this afternoon, call us or text us 403-974-8255. And our forecast calls for clouds tonight, a low of zero. Tomorrow, sunshine, a high of 11 degrees. That'll be nice. And then Thursday, a partly cloudy, a high of 13. And on Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, the high 12 degrees. Right now in Calgary, it is minus two. The weather brought to you by... Finance Busters, introducing a new way to buy or sell a high-quality used vehicle, integrity pre-owned vehicles. Find them at leasebusters.com. Let's try to get a few phone calls in here. And I just, one comment, though, because when I said to the detective about, you know, the, the Supreme Court ruling, does that really make prostitution legal? And you could see that he was saying that he wasn't the legal expert. You, It's not illegal to sell it. It's illegal to buy it. And I think if prostitution truly were legal, we would be able to have, as that one texter said, these legal brothels where you go there and you pay and you know that the men and the women, whoever are selling it, they are all being treated appropriately, I guess, is the right word. It's funny how it's hard to find words when you're talking about sex. Hello, Jim. Oh, hello. What are your thoughts on this? time I bring this up with somebody, I get accused of being unsensitive or a bigot or whatever, but 
I'm wondering what in all other crimes other than this one, if you if you buy drugs, if you buy cocaine, it's illegal. If you're a drug pusher, you're supplying the product, you get a bigger punishment. If you buy a stolen product, a product, it's illegal. If you're running the crime crime ring, supplying the product, it's a bigger punishment. In this case, the person supplying the product is not is not in the same. Yes, uh, you're not going to be charged. Right, Jim. So why and- why is it why is it so different in this case where? where there's, you have somebody who's maybe even addicted to sex, right, who, who has the product, but they're getting the bigger punishment than the person who is supplying, who is pushing the product. Yeah. Why you know what? So different? Okay, Jim, I know it, I can't do an explanation because I'm not a legal expert either, and I don't even have enough time to do it, but we do know what happened with the Supreme Court ruling when it came to body houses, and we also are looking at a lot of women and men in the sex trade industry, they probably aren't there uh, on their own volition. So it's yeah, it's, but there's there's people who are selling drugs who are doing it for a living. I have to pay okay, my mortgage. Jim, I, have to, you know I don't want I mean? to cut you off only because I've only got thirty seconds left here. So Jim is saying, why aren't we charging the the prostitutes as well? And I I think it was just a way of saying that we want to try to take that out of it so we can get women off the street. So that that officer, when they do that operation, a woman comes to the hotel and she's not going, oh, my God, now I'm charged. Now, I'll, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in really big trouble. No, this is our opportunity to have a bit of a conversation and say we want to get you off the street. I think really if we, we could have legal brothels. I know, you know, oh, great, and you're in favor of marijuana legalizing, and now you're in favor of legalizing prostitution as well. Well, obviously what we've been doing up until now hasn't been working well. We've got to make some changes. And I think the Supreme Court said, well, let's at least look at it this way, that we're not going to penalize the person who is selling it, we're going to penalize the person buying it, which really, it's hard to sell it if you don't have a buyer. So, you know, it's it, it's kind of a crazy little decision that they, they made with the Supreme Court. We'll have more conversations on this, I am sure, down the road. 403-974-8255. It's always the number you can call or text, and I'll try to share some of those texts throughout the afternoon. We've got news coming up next. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.